Good morning. If you could please turn in your blue hymnals to number 76. Praise, I will praise you, Lord. Good morning, welcome to chapel. It doesn't take any special skills of observation to notice that we have entered into the season of stress here at Goshen College. And yet, even amidst the craziness of papers and assignments and exams, we find that even with our life of academics and everything, the rest of our life is still ever present with us with its challenges and with its blessings. So we hope that our service this morning will be a chance for us to slow down, to come before God in song and in prayer, and to do our best to release our burdens to our loving creator. 
Vicki Kirkton, one of our nursing professors here on campus, has offered to share a story of healing from her family's experiences over the past year. Her granddaughter was born last spring with a malformation in her brain, and she will reflect on her family's journey with God through this crisis. As we continue in worship this morning, I invite you to join me in an opening prayer that will be up on the PowerPoint. I will read the leader part, and I invite you to join in with me on the part marked all. We gather here in your presence, God, in our need and bringing with us the needs of the world. We come to you, for you come to us in Jesus. And you know by experience what human life is like. We come with our faith and with our doubts. We come with our hopes and with our fears. We come as we are because you invite us to come. And you have promised never to turn us away. Amen. Number 50 in Sing the Journey, the, the purple book. Number 50. Sing the story, sorry. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nate West, and I'll be reading from Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and thy staff, they comfort me. You prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have known my hair with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Today's service is an anointing service for all who want to be touched by God's Spirit. Often in anointing services, we reflect on areas of our life that need healing and blessed. As I share my personal story about healing and hope, I hope that you can reflect on your own life and your need for anointing and blessing. To begin, I would like to say that I'm an academic, and for my, most of my professional career, I've been a nurse educator. I like to approach learning from a theoretical, systematic, and research-based position. I'm an academician, and in, as an academician, it's easier and more comfortable to approach learning in this manner, rather than to discuss our learning from a spiritual and personal experience. In January of 2009, I began my much-needed sabbatical leave from my position at Goshen College. I worked diligently on my projects and goals for sabbatical so I would be more available to my daughter when her baby was born in March. One of the goals for my sabbatical was to learn more about the spiritual aspects of the healing process. I had several excellent books and articles to read on the topic. This was going to be a totally academic learning experience which I could use for my classroom and my nursing practice. On March 13, 2009, Brianna Kuntz came into the world, a healthy baby girl and crying like normal babies do. The APGAR score, which is a measurement of how well a newborn is doing, was okay. She was a little, beautiful little girl and we enjoyed holding and getting to know the seventh grandchild in our life. On March 16, when Brianna was six, three days old, the normal assessment of this little one changed dramatically. Brianna's respirations were increasingly becoming more rapid, and in the evening hours, she turned blue, and her panicked parents rushed her to Goshen Hospital Emergency Room, her little body breathing rapidly, trying to get the oxygen to all of the cells in her body. After many hours of medical intervention, she was transferred to Memorial Hospital in South Bend, and then life-flighted to Riley Hospital in Indianapolis. Forty hours after the crisis began, she was in heart failure, kidney failure, liver failure, and hemorrhaging throughout her little body. We learned that Brianna had an arterial venous malformation on the lining of her brain that was robbing her body of oxygenated blood. At the 40th hour, we knew there was about a 1% chance of her living through the night. So our family gathered together and through our tears sang to her, Jesus loves you as my daughter had sung to her before she was born, and then released her to God and let the healthcare team do their work. I can tell you that at that very moment, we could feel the Spirit of God and all the little baby angels surrounding her in that room. At the same time we released her to God, we also made an intentional move to reach out to this little one that seemed to be slipping away. 
I said to Brianna, you have to work with us here. You have to fight this thing, and we love you very much. I said to our family, we must let, we must let her know we love her and talk with her and stay connected to her while we release her. We sang to Brianna through our tears. One of my daughter-in-laws, who was also pregnant, pulled up a rocking chair and proceeded to sit down by Brianna and have a conversation with her about all her cousins. Another daughter-in-law walked around her little incubator and gently rubbed each part of her skin, talking with her and telling her she needed to heal and that we loved her very much. We read books to her and sang to her, at times feeling like we were reading to a corpse that was being kept alive on machines. Corinne Summers says our most profound growth comes during our most painful times. Becoming aware of the difficulty is the first step in finding the solution. Once we acknowledge our despair and admit that we are powerless, we become empowered. Once we, and by stating that our confusion, we make the first move toward clarity. When denial stops, the process of healing begins. In the center of chaos, lies the promise of clarity. At about 3 a.m. in the morning, Brianna began to respond to the treatment. Although she was a bit better, it was just hard to believe that she could come out of this condition alive. She had eight IVs, a respirator, a catheter, a nasal gastric tube, a scalp vein, an art line, a pulsometer. It did not seem like there was one more place on her skin that could take one more intervention. I was so afraid to completely release her to God, for he may take her and let her die. But I knew that was what we had to do. It was in this releasing that we began to experience the healing. I told my daughter that I don't know if she'll be cured, but I do know she'll be healed. As a nurse educator who believes in the body, in the nursing the body, the mind, and the spirit, I felt we were at least on our way to healing. I wasn't sure she would live. This journey was one of trusting God at every turn. There were decisions to be made. The only way to get her out of heart failure was to have an intervention that would insert glue into the arteriovenous malformation. So at six days old, we again gave her to the healthcare team and turned to our family and friends and to God in a large praying community to help us along the journey. As a part of our caring community, it included Goshen College, I could feel those prayers in a way I have never experienced. Thank you. We knew the risk she could hemorrhage to death. We knew the glue could break off and go to her lungs and she would die. But if we did nothing, she would die also. During this journey, she struggled to stay alive on two other occasions. And we again found ourselves weak and helpless and giving to her to God again for healing. For 25 long, anxious days, we were with Brianna, and she began to respond to the treatment and heal. Our hearts and bodies ached to hold her. You see, we could not hold her, embrace her, or comfort her because of her respirator. We wanted to embrace her, and we also knew the importance of connecting with the newborn, that the bonding of the newborn with her parents. I was reminded of the releasing to God that I felt every night as I listened to her parents sing to her, healer of our every ill. As I reflect back on this journey of uncertainty and trust and releasing, I have learned many lessons, and I have identified them as growth opportunities. Growth opportunity one, we are not in control. You see, our family is one 
uh, that plans ahead and we're organized. We have an agenda every day. We know what our focus is and we are prepared. This was truly a lesson in letting go. Even though we plan and organize our lives, we truly are not in control. Growth opportunity number two. God is present with us when, whether we are connecting with him or not. There were times I just could not reach out to God, but I could feel the prayers and love of others carrying us through this difficult journey. God was present even in the moments we thought Rihanna was going to die. Growth opportunity number three. The healthcare team can do the curing, but God does the healing. He is there to help us with our AVMs, our malformations, the unknown and the known malformations. It is through the healing of the body, mind, and spirit that we truly experience the spirit of God that we become whole. Growth opportunity number four. It is through the painful and difficult times when we have been in the valley of the shadow of death that we begin to grow and understand a bit about the spirit of God and healing. Kerner in her book, Healing Essence, states, by letting go of your resistance to the hard things in life, you become vulnerable. This softens the hard and rigid parts of your soul, making you available to yourself and others. By being at risk, you will discover and share your true essential nature, which is the same essence in all humanity. Through this experience, I journeyed to a place in my soul where I had never been, and I journeyed back out of that space. I learned to trust and begin to feel the healing of the body, mind, and spirit. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Growth opportunity number five. Enjoy everything in life, even amidst your struggles. I appreciate so much more now, every sunrise, every sunset, a rainbow, even a cold rainy day like today, like I have never appreciated it before. I look at, at the mess on my desk and all the work I have to do as a blessing because I can live every day that I'm given to the glory of God. It has now been five months since Brianna's hospitalization and I'm pleased to report that Brianna is doing very well and is developmentally right on track. Although again, as we have experienced each growth point with Brianna, we still do not know if she will have struggles as she grows into a little girl and a young woman. As parents, we are constantly letting go and moving on as people of faith. Much of our life is letting go and trusting in God to carry us through the difficult times and to help us learn through those difficult experiences. As you experience the anointing service today, may you experience the presence of God's spirit touching your malformations and moving you along in your journey of healing. As a response to Vicki's sharing, um, I'm going to read Psalm 23 again. And I invite you to close your eyes and let the words uh, sort of wash over you. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters and restores my soul. 
He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. Amen. Thank you, Vicki, so much for being willing to uh, share such a personal story with us. You gave us some really significant things to think about. I heard throughout your reflection the theme of letting go, of release, our need to recognize we are not in control, that we are called to trust in God, and that it is in that surrender that we can find our healing, find the peace of Christ. This morning, we are going to have some time to reflect upon Vicki's story as we continue in a time of singing and prayer and of anointing. We all experience some level of pain or brokenness in our lives. This is such a normal part of what it is to be human. We struggle with the daily realities of stress and anxiety, fear, doubt, or maybe we face experiences of grief or loss or depression. Or maybe you feel deeply the pain of a loved one or feel weighed down by the weight of the world, carrying the knowledge of so much injustice and suffering and creation. Jesus says to all of us, no matter what we are bringing, to come. Come all you who are troubled and I will give you rest. So I invite you to bring these burdens to God this morning. Trusting in God is not a simple nor a one-time decision. It's a daily journey, a daily journey of letting go and trusting that God is with us. So as we move into a time of prayer, you may stay seated where you are and sing or pray from your seat, or you may come front to this space here by the cross and light a candle and offer up a prayer. We will also have four different anointers, myself, Bob Yoder, Regina Shanstoltzfus, and Keith Graber-Miller. And we will be in each of the four main aisles, kind of towards the back. During this time, there's no rush. Um, please take your time, and if you want to come forward for prayer or for anointing, do so when you are ready. And at the end of the service, we ask that you leave in silence, so that if some want to stay a bit longer um, and linger, they may do so. Anointing is a rich tradition within the Christian church. And today, I hope you can um, experience it as a symbol of surrender, as a symbol of praying for God's healing and peace in our lives. You can choose to be anointed on the palm of your hand or on your forehead. Now, please join me in a short prayer as we enter into this time. Gracious God, breathe your spirit upon us and surround us with your love. Jesus, grant us your compassion. Healing spirit, come and bring us your peace. Amen. I invite the musicians to lead us. Turn in your blue hymnal to number 377, healer of our every ill.
Number 519, Shepherd Me, O God. And please feel free during the song, whenever you feel led, um, to be anointed or to come forward and pray or light a candle. of him. 
can sing the journey, the green book. Number 59, come and fill our hearts. Feel free to sing this in whichever language you feel led and feel comfortable um, in. We're going to sing one more closing song, and feel free to continue coming forward to pray or be anointed. Um, and then after that song, the musicians are going to continue to play for a little bit. And those of you who want to linger may do so, and for those of you who want to leave, please do so in silence. Thank you. And the purple sing the story, 121. 